Hello there everyone, welcome back to the art of seduction and the keys to the character of the siren. The siren is the most ancient seductress of them all. Her prototype is the goddess Aphrodite. It is her nature to have a mythic quality about her, but do not imagine she is a thing of the past or of legend and history. She represents a powerful male fantasy of highly sexual, supremely confident, alluring female offering endless pleasure and a bit of danger. In today's world, this fantasy can only appeal to the more strong sort of male physique. For now, more than ever, he lives in a world that circumscribes his aggressive instincts by making everything safe and secure, a world that offers less chance for adventures and risk than ever before. In the past, a man had some outlets for these drives, warfare, the high seas, political intrigue. In the sexual realm, courtesans and mistresses were practically a social institution, and offered him the variety and the chase that he craved without any outlets. His drive turned inward and gnawed him, becoming all the more volatile for being repressed. Sometimes a powerful man will do the most irrational things. Have an affair when it is least called for, just for the thrill, the danger of it all. The irrational can prove immensely seductive, even more so for the men, almost always seem, well, reasonable. To whom can I compare the lovely girl, so blessed by fortune, if not to the sirens, who with their lodestone draw the ships towards them? Thus, I imagine, did I saw attract many thoughts and hearts that deemed themselves safe, for love's disquietude. And indeed, these two anchorless ships and stray thoughts provide a good comparison. They are both so seldom on the straight course, lie so often in unsure havens, pitching, tossing and heaving to and fro. Just so, in the same way, do aimless desire and random love-longing drift like an anchorless ship. The charming young princess, discreet and courteous, Isel drew thoughts from the hearts that enshrined them as a lodestone draws in ships to the sound of the siren song. She sang openly and secretly, in through ears and eyes to where many a heart was stirred. The song which she sang openly in this and other places, was her own. Sweet, singing and soft-sounding of strings that echoed for all to hear through the kingdom of the ears, deep down into the heart. But her secret song was for a wondrous beauty, that stole with its rapturous music, hidden and unseen through the windows of the eyes, into many noble hearts, and smoothed on the magic which took thoughts prisoner suddenly, and taking them, 
fettered, yes, fettered them. That was what, well, Gottfried von Strasbourg wrote. She fettered them with desire. If it is seductive power you're after, the siren is the most potent of all. She operates on a man's most basic emotions. And if she plays a role properly, she can transform a normally strong and responsible male into a childish slave. Yes, the siren operates well on the rigid masculine type. The soldier or hero, just as Cleopatra overwhelmed Mark Antony and Malorin Monroe, Joe DiMaggio. But never imagine that these are the only types that siren can affect. Julius Caesar was a writer and thinker who had transferred his intellectual abilities onto the battlefield and into the political arena. The playwright, Arthur Miller, fell as deeply under Monroe's spell as DiMaggio. The intellectual is often the one most susceptible to the siren call of pure physical pleasure because his life so lacks it. The siren does not have to worry about finding the right victim. Her magic works on one and all. First and foremost, a siren must distinguish herself from other women. She is by nature a rare thing, mythic, only one to a group. She is also a valuable prize to be wrestled away from other men. Cleopatra made herself different through a sense of high drama. The Empress Josephine Bonaparte's device was her extreme languorousness. Marilyn Monroe's, well, that was her little girl quality. Physicality offers the best opportunities here, since the siren is preeminently a sight to behold. A highly feminine and sexual presence, even to the point of caricature, will quickly differ differentiate you, since most women lack the confidence to project such an image. Once the siren has made herself stand out from others, she must have two other critical qualities. The ability to get the male to pursue her so feverishly that he loses control and a touch of the dangerous. Danger is surprisingly seductive. To get the male to pursue you is relatively simple. A highly sexual presence will do this quite well. But you must not resemble a Cortesian or whore whom the male may pursue only to quickly lose interest in her. Instead, you must be slightly elusive and distance, a fantasy come to life. During the Renaissance great sirens such as Tully of the Agona would act and look like Grecian goddesses, the fantasy of the day. Today you might model yourself on a film goddess, anything that seems larger than life, even awe-inspiring. These qualities will make a man chase you vehemently, and the more he chases, the more he will feel that he is acting on his own initiative. This is an excellent way, disguising how deeply you are manipulating him. The notion of danger, challenge, sometimes death, might seem outdated, 
but danger is critical, critical in seduction. It adds that emotional spice mm. is particularly appealing to men today. One normally so rational and repressed, danger is present in the original myth of the siren. In Homer's Odyssey, the hero, Odysseus, must sail by the rocks where the sirens, strange female creatures, sing and beckon sailors to their destruction. They sing all the glories of the past, of the world like childhood, without responsibilities, a world of pure pleasure. Their voices are like water, liquid and inviting. The sailors would leap into the water to join them and drown. Or distracted and entranced, they would steer their ship into the rocks. To protect his sailors from the sirens, Odysseus had their ears filled with wax. He himself is tied to a mast, so we can both hear the sirens and live to tell of it. A strange desire since the thrill of the sirens is given to the temptation to follow them. Falling in love with statues and paintings, even making love to them in an ancient fantasy, one of which the Renaissance was keenly aware. Giorgio Vasari, writing in the introductory section of Lives About Art in Antiquity, tells how men violated the laws going into temples at night and making love with statues of Venus. In the morning, priests would enter the sanctuaries to find stains, yes, stains on the marble figures. That's by Lynn Lorna, Lives of the Courtesans. And we all know what those stains are, let's be honest, right? I mean, we could tell a tale of Many a siren, I assure you, because there are many a siren. But the symbol of the siren is water. The song of the siren is liquid and enticing. The siren herself is fluid, ungraspable. Like the sea, the siren lures you with the promise of infinite adventure and pleasure. Forgetting past and future, men Follow her far out to sea, where, of course, they drowned. And why not? It's very easy to embody the siren, I can assure you. But you have to be overconfident. You have to tell yourself you are different from the rest. And you have to like, like that you are different from the rest also. When we come back, we'll look at the dangers. Of course, I'm, I'm sure you can understand there are many dangers that comes from getting involved with someone with these characteristics of a siren. Many a men end up with broken ego and broken hearts. <sighs> Tis a siren's way, of course. What else can you expect from a siren? Thank you for listening to this part of the art of seduction. Characteristics of a siren.